Hello, everyone. My name is Craig Williams, if you do not know me. And today I am joined alongside by my good friend, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, thank you for being here. And we have uh, very, very exciting news. If you are one of the people out there who has been clamoring to get back into a theme park here in Central Florida, and that is that we now have details on Universal's plans for reopening. They are planning on reopening officially to the public on June 5th. However, they should be getting uh, started on June 1st, assuming that all the plans that they submitted go through the next couple steps that they did. So let's start at the beginning here. Uh, Universal Orlando did present their reopening plans today to the Orange County Economic Recovery Task Force, the one that's led by Mayor Jerry Demings. And part of this plan, of course, did include that projected opening date of June 1st, actually uh, kind of took us for a complete loop because uh, when they finally got to the presentation on Universal Orlando, they said like right away, it's opening June 1st. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> hearts dropped. And then he's like, well, actually, it will be reopening to team members on June 1st and June 2nd. And then followed by invited guests and possibly a Universal Orlando annual pass holders on June 3rd and 4th, followed by a public opening on June 5th. So it uh, kind of took us all for a loop there. So that essentially is those plans there. June 5th for all of the public out there, June 3rd and 4th, potentially for invited guests, June 1st and 2nd for team members only as of right now. So this was the first start of the process in which the task force heard the proposal and then they had to vote on the plans and uh, the task force actually did vote unanimous unanimously in support of adopting those reopening plans so now it goes on to mayor jerry demings and he has to approve the plans which i believe he said that he expects to approve them within 12 to 24 hours and then Beyond that, it gets sent to Governor Ron DeSantis, and once uh, Ron DeSantis approves it, then Universal will be able to go into full swing with these and uh, with these plans of attack for reopening. And uh, during this task force meeting, Universal was represented uh, primarily by John Sproles, the chief administrator administration officer and he's the one that kind of broke down all of these plans if you want to actually watch the task force meeting head to universal.wdwinfo.com and there you'll find the article that we have for for uh, this entire news story and you can find that also in the description will be here in this channel and that will help you uh, you can watch along the entire presentation and read along if you have to but uh, that's that's the extra information that that you might need during this so uh, they went over quite a bit in this meeting I was actually completely caught off guard because at first it seemed like it was going to be uh, you know basic information like do you have to wear face masks and social distancing stuff like that but then it uh it went into quite a bit in terms of all the measures that are going to be taken with this so rhino was there anything that caught you off guard um no i i don't think other than it being like like you said the date was kind of crazy because june 5th as the day that we're recording this is two weeks in a day you know mm -hmm. for for general public opening so i guess 
I guess I was a little surprised by that, but I'm sure I knew it was in the opening because City Walk has already been partially reopened. Um, so I, I don't know that I was caught off guard per se. It seems it seems like it was it was maybe everything was sounded like they have really given a lot of thought. Apologize for that. We uh, I, I can I can see you again. I'm sorry. Yep, we had a slight glitch there for a second, but back in at this, I, I apologize, Rano. I didn't hear the last of what you said. I think you got completely cut off in this. But yeah, I, I, I was just saying um, the measures are extensive, which is what I was hoping for. So it was nice to hear that. That I I don't know that I was surprised, but I I was happy to hear it. I was relieved, I guess. You know. Yeah. So let's go over some of the details with this. We'll uh, go over it as a broad uh, as a broad list first, and then kind of go back into it over and over again, and just keep repeating ourselves here. But uh, the changes that guests can expect once the parks are reopening. Uh, first, the big one, uh, something that we expected in this, but that will be that Universal is trying to. Uh, they will be trying to use virtual queues and the attractions at the parks, uh, just like they are currently utilizing over at Volcano Bay. And part of part of this, too, is that single rider lines will no longer be uh, be in the parks at the attractions. So single riders will be completely eliminated there for the time being. And also with this, in, in addition to the, the virtual queues, we will see that the lines themselves will try to cut down on as much capacity in there and promote distancing. So we'll get all that, get a little bit more into detail with that. But uh, also in terms of the attractions, post-show meet and greets that you might mm-hmm. have expected in the past, those will be eliminated. And uh, in terms of attractions that we know aren't going to open up, uh, interactive playgrounds will uh, be gone. Uh, anything with water elements will be gone. And that actually also includes on attractions. So if uh, there's an attraction you like that had a, a mist, water mist element, that will not be that will not be there. Uh, and I, I'm sure there is a a correct reason for why that is, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I know all of the scientific reasons beyond that. But it will not be there. Uh, hand sanitizer will be everywhere, which is a very yeah. good thing. Uh, including, it will be at the entrance and exits of attractions, at the shops, at the restaurants, of course. Face masks still required for all guests. However, the uh, encouraging part of this is that face masks, if you don't have one, they will be provided for free. So, yeah, that I think that's good. Yeah, well, it's also good for people maybe who are maybe they're using face masks that aren't quite uh, up to up to par with what you're supposed to be wearing because it might have been homemade, not really made well. Uh, mm-hmm. Being able to accept a, a free one for Universal might actually keep you a little bit more safe in the long run. I'm not. It, that's at least my viewpoint. On it. I know uh, my wife has been making me protective masks throughout all this, and the first couple that she was learning to make might not have been uh, the safest, but now she's <laughs> finally got a grip on it. So uh, that's very, very encouraging to... Uh, to see that they will be doing the free free disposable face mask for guests who don't bring their own. Uh, they also said that valet parking, for all the people out there who love valet parking, that will not be offered still. It's currently not offered with CityWalk reopening, and it will not continue. They will continue with that by not offering it. And that's probably 
probably a good good idea. You don't necessarily need strangers getting in your car, especially for the valet operators. They don't need to be getting into strangers' cars. I always felt a little weird about it anyways, to be 100% honest. I know it was included with the pass that you and I currently hold, but it was like I always feel I always feel judged when I let someone drive my car. And also, now you think about it, you're like, well, I don't know. i got to wipe everything down now. So Yeah, exactly. And you know how clean my car always is, so yeah. who knows what's living in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of restaurants, uh, the menus are all being switched over to single-use menus. If there there is a physical menu, they'll be properly disposed of. And, of course, any any venue that has mobile order, that will be set up for all venues. And, and that's encouraged to be used with it, along with touchless payment. So they will be taking cash. They did say that, but they're not... They are not encouraging the use of cash. Yeah, they want trying to, to limit it. Yeah, yeah. So, which I think is, I think it's a good thing. And of course, Universal Orlando offers in their app. They offer a way to uh, do uh, cashless payments as well, too. So that they making it easier for everyone with that. And the last bit before we get into into a lot more of the nitty gritty of this is that team members they they are going to be getting their their training very quickly on this beginning this weekend uh and there's going to be uh not just you know get back into getting back into work training but of course also a lot of the safety measures that are being put in place they're going to have to learn the training for that they're getting updated policies on like their wardrobe not being able to uh to take home wardrobe anymore and such so it's uh this is going to be for everyone these these plans were not just mainly for guests coming back in also to how to keep team members as safe as possible yeah, it's nice. They said they would have uh, ambassadors, they called them, I think, in the meeting, would going to be throughout the park that were going to help uh, help point people in directions where um, if what it sounds like, the park's going to be littered with um, uh, hand sanitizing uh, stations and extra hand washing stations. So there'll be um, their safety ambassadors or whatever they're called um, to direct people and hopefully to kind of enforce some of that social distancing rules or just remind people because I don't I want to say enforce, but it is a it is like a new normal we have to deal with right now. And it's hard not to just be outside and fall back into that stuff, you know. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And uh, the, there was a couple things, though, that was missing from the initial plans as they released it and that's one of the things is capacity they didn't talk about what the parks would be open to in terms of capacity uh it will obviously be reduced it wasn't there with that though and then the next the next question i know i've seen it come up in our chat already uh it was in regards to face masks for is it all ages or is it is so is it going to be every single one is it going to be ages three and up with disney i didn't see that in the plans themselves but uh, i also that's that's one thing that i don't know once the the theme parks open up what what the actual requirement is on that so if we if we find that out here as we're we're talking through this we will we'll make sure to say it but let's go ahead and jump into these actual actual plans here so we're going to be using the the universal uh the reopening plans that they they released as part of this to help guide along our conversation here so uh, you're going to see that in the the slides in front of well i guess in the screen in front of you rhino and i are kind of looking at it slides (laughs) on ourselves here every now and then maybe we'll cut back to us so you can see our our sweet sweet faces on that but 
Let's go ahead and get through this here. So it's lagging a little bit on my end as I'm scrolling through these. So I apologize for how slow it's moving. So uh, the first uh, the first slide that they go over here is about the guest journey with mm-hmm. it and operational shifts and best practices across key touch points of engagement. Universal is going to be uh, striving to provide their guests and team members with clean, safe, and fun destinations while implementing responsible precautions, adjusting processes to promote social distancing and build confidence to encourage visitation. So they're of course approaching this with uh, screening, sanitization, spacing standards, and touchless when possible and it's uh all all across the board from pre-arrival to when you you show up at the hotels to uh transportation parking of valet security city walk the front entry system attractions entertainment dining merchandise volcano bay it's uh it's every everything is going to be completely shifted with new focuses all throughout there so uh it's uh, wide widespread changes all over. Yeah, this, uh, I mean, this slide to me just feels like uh, an unspecific, but one that's meant to be like, look, we just want to show you really quickly, like where we've kind of been touching on, you know what I mean? It's like a highlight slide. Nothing about this makes a lot of sense to me, but it's, it's something where you could like, I could imagine maybe a guest receiving a piece of paper with this on it in like an informational packet when they show up or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's obviously with the bottom of it saying the pre-arrival communication signage, guest messaging, that's going to be where uh, a lot of the help is. Once uh, before you even get to Universal, they're going to make sure that they are communicating for uh, anyone who is traveling in for it. Signage will be plastered all over the place everywhere. And and uh, guests will have the ability to to message if they have any further questions concerned so they are are making that's kind of cool as possible yeah so i go ahead i think that i was gonna say i think um universal was like just in the right spot of developing their in-park app that this like they were i'm i'm hoping well for their sake that it was easy enough you know with like virtual queues and stuff like that were already being developed in there and i know with volcano bay they had started the touch point the touchless pay and stuff so it's you know it's it's cool that there's could be an app that in a theme park if I have a question I can just be like excuse me do you know where the closest whatever is you know exactly so uh, they did share a little bit more in terms of the the team member journey as they called it with obviously looking towards screening sanitization and spacing standards so at home team members are going to be asked to to do self temperature checks once they get to work there's going to be staggered parking uh once they arrive to work they're still going to go through their mandatory temperature checks looking for that 100 uh, uh gosh why did it just slip out of my mind there 100 oh, 100.4 sorry yeah <laughs> um in terms of in terms of their training, they are going to have updated uh, updated training to go along with everything, as well as learning how to uh, you know how to make sure that guests know that they are are going to be uh, receiving the attention and and help them know how to how to go about their day at Universal. So they're going to learn more about that uh, with their breaks. 
they did say during the live stream that they're going to be told that they uh, get increased breaks so they can get down and wash their hands more often. So that's that's uh, a positive in all of this, as well as staggered breaks and distancing during breaks. So along with that, um, I, we already mentioned the wardrobe procedures. That's that's all changing, and and yeah, so they're they're really looking at team members to be as safe as possible through through all of this and because they're just as important as the guest safeties for everyone oh yeah i mean and they're the ones you got to think who have to be around it more they're going to come in contact with even like however many people you're coming in contact with as a as a visitor think about that exponentially more for the team member exactly so now let's get into a lot of what we already talked about uh, in in other areas, but really going over this. So this is the uh, meat and potatoes of the plan right here, of course, with an eye towards screening, sanitization, and spacing. So for transportation, parking, and they have valet, even though we know valet is not going to be an option. Guest temperature checks at the parking or main entrance with the forehead non-contact will still be a thing. Guests found with 100.4 degree temperature or more will be required or will be requested to see a doctor and not visit the theme park on that day. And they will uh, be provided one free disposable face covering to guests who did not bring their own. There will be automated spiels at entry locations in multiple languages on preventative measures. And again, guests will be required to wear those face coverings. Valet operations will be closed. And as far as the parking, guests will be uh, spaced out one to two hmm. spaces apart. So I know they were doing this during the city walk practicing and uh, reopening. And with that, they would, they would fill in spaces in between after it was safe to do so. But, Oh, okay. I was going to say that's, it, that's interesting. I wonder how that, I, I didn't even really think of that, but if you're in a crowded area and everyone takes different times to like, kind of go and get forward. It, I mean, it makes sense. You know what I mean? It makes sense. Okay. Rhino, do you want to handle the next with Security City Walk? Yeah. yeah. All right. So Security City Walk and front entry, there'll be audio messages on walkway reminding guests to follow all new safety protocols. Um, they'll eliminate brochure racks from maps. Team members are going to be handing them out individually and drive utilization to the mobile app. Uh, and then distancing and spacing for queuing at turnstiles as well as reduced turnstile count. So – I think that refers to like capacity of the park is what I'm guessing. Um, and then every other locker bank to be disabled and guests will be pulsed into locker room area by team member. I think that's going to be, you know, a big deal for a lot of those places like uh, Gringotts and um, Forbidden Journey. Um, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, if you could, please. Um, and then over in attractions and entertainment, they are uh, they're going to close interactive play areas. Like Craig said earlier, um, they'll be handing out 3D glasses individually. Um, they'll be reducing or eliminating water and mist elements. Um, they'll implement virtual line at highly attended attractions, um, space travel parties as appropriate. Eliminate the single rider line. Eliminate post show meet and greets. Performers will remain on stage for their uh, for photo. And then no parades will be running individual float interactions to have performers remain on the floats. Um, and then uh, with dining and merchandise, they say that face coverings will be offered for sale. 
Uh, menus to be converted to single use. Individu- individually packaged condiments, pre-wrapped silverware. There'll be no buffets or self-serve options in the restaurants. Um, they'll be encouraging people to utilize the mobile food ordering to enable direct-to-table seating and food delivery. Contactless payments will be offered with Apple Pay and Google Wallet and Mobile Wallet and APP. I don't know what APP is. Oh, app. an app. <laughs> no, not like app, right? Wait, do we, is it APP or I thought it was just AP? Never mind. Okay. Yeah, app. Uh, let's <laughs> it's skip, so many abbreviations, I don't know. Yeah, let's skip over the team members and go to Volcano Bay because uh, we already talked about the team members in the last round. Yeah. So at Volcano Bay, the CDC has stated that well-maintained pools using chlorine and bromine are known to uh, to inactivate the virus, uh, COVID-19. Ride vehicles, rafts, and life vests cleaning will be places in water will be places in water for additional cleaning as needed. I don't know why, but I cannot understand what I just said. <laughs> Ride vehicles, rafts, and life vests cleaning will be places in water for... I think I think this sentence is not correct. No? Am I wrong? Um, anyway, uh, number of tubes in Lazy River and life vests in Action River will be reduced. Reduced number of guests per raft slide to party size only. New, no grouping of unfamiliar parties. Um, a lounge chair is placed in clusters to support travel party seating and separate six feet away. Honestly, some of this distancing stuff sounds like a dream to me back in the day. Like I'd be like, oh, yeah, I wish this is how it always was. Yeah. I you asked me earlier, am I surprised by anything? I think I missed the part where they said Volcano Bay was going to be open. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they, I, they, I, I heard them refer to the dry parks. Yeah, and then he was talking about dry park. So I think I just I might have misinterpreted what they had said or something. I'm not yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I think so. That's the one thing I'm still confused on about too. Maybe someone can help us understand more. But with it, they definitely said dry parks in the, yeah. the meeting themselves. So maybe they had to submit plans for Volcano Bay as well too. But Volcano Bay is not set for the exact same time. But okay, at the same time. Uh, that's they definitely said dry parks in the meeting. So, uh, you know, nothing really too surprising with it, too. They did say the no buffet or self-serve options in restaurants. So that's for me, I'm assuming that means like a lot of the quick service. Those are like ones where, you know, they, they have some places where you could walk up and, and pick up a plate of of food and such but i think it's just going to be kind of locked down more on that buffets not not a ton at universal i mean they had like well, the they had the marvel buffet the, that they were the doing. toppings bars that's what i'm thinking because you know no more grabbing them pickies exactly well and that's where it comes in with the individually packaged condiments and pre-wrapped pre-wrapped silverware and such so nothing nothing really that you can argue about as as not being not being necessary i think i think it's all pretty much straightforward in terms of what they what they're doing to be safe right now yeah i mean let's face it i I, buffets have always you're always taking a risk at a buffet no telling who sneezed anywhere near that not to be gross but yeah so that's stuff that i am not shocked about at all exactly and not shocked that the parade's not going to run so uh and you know it's interesting that they'll still have the individual float so that individual float interaction so if people aren't as familiar with universal uh, they do have an area in the hollywood section of universal studios florida where sometimes 
during throughout the day, random floats will come out and they will, you know, the performers will come out with it and such. So it seems like maybe they're still going to do it for photo ops, but not not necessarily uh, anything more than that. But I could still see that as a way that people could start crowding all together. So that's a, a interesting call on it, but that's just my take on it. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's why I was surprised that he even said float because when I said no parade, I was like, well, obviously no parade because that encourages people to group and but then so doesn't SpongeBob and his dancing fish. <laughs> that's a very good point with that. But anything else that you wanted to to mention from that entire list before we move on? From from that's no from that page. No, I don't think so. Okay, well. Then we will move back on here and continue going through. And uh, they they shared what the signage is looking like. It shouldn't come as a surprise uh, to anyone because this was already the signage that they're using and such mm. at at City Walk. So it's not no no real surprises on there. Just alerting everyone to the face coverings, the temperature checks, wash your hands, and maintain that that extra distance and. Craig, can I ask? Yep. Oh, never mind. I figured it out. I, I very seldomly ever see Universal referred to as UPR. That's why I was confused, but I saw it right there. It says it on top of it. I was going to ask what UPR meant, but I knew it was Universal. You're okay. Parks Universal and Parks and Resorts. Yeah. Sorry. Because okay. well, you usually say like Orlando or you say Hollywood or whatever. So yeah, We're just breaking it, breaking it all down for you right now. So. And then that's the handout that guests will will be getting that can also uh, be requested at guest services if you, you really want if you really want the handout but uh, it's everything that's that's on signs already so I'm not quite sure if you you need to carry it around the entire day I, I do appreciate them kind of having this slide though that does show what the signage looks like so it's being very they're being very clear and very communicative. To basically be like, these are the rules. Mm -hmm. So don't be surprised when you see this sign when you get there. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So now the last slide, I got to readjust here a little bit. And this is an interesting one. It is the attraction queue entry signage that uh, they're proposing with it. So definitely they are... They are uh, going, I, I don't want to say going above and beyond with this, but they, they definitely have a plan in place for it that's pretty intricate. So uh, for their plan, there's going to be two different styles of markings with it, a dot style marking and a line style marking. If a queue is 42 inches in width or less, you will see the dot at the entrance of that queue, and then you will see the line marking every 10 feet in terms of the stand here so very much spaced out um and with that too when there are switchbacks they are going to be encouraged uh to not stand next to each other so you can kind of see that right right up in here that here's two two of the lines so they want to to space that out in a way and again that Kind of portrays what they're saying there. Make sure everyone's staggered. Don't make sure you're side by side in here. 
So if the queue is 43 inches in width or more, there will be a dot at the entrance and then the line every eight feet. So a little less distance in between there, uh, but still the same measure going that there will be there will be stagger staggering inside the queues, not side by side. And when no physical queue is there at all, there will be a dot first and then the line every eight feet. So that that we'll see of course more at uh like food locations merchandise this is something i want being like passed out at the entrance of every attraction basically because i well i i feel like it's going to take people a long time people were already unaware of each other's space and i just hope to god that the people are going to be much more attentive about it now yeah so that is it in terms for the uh, in terms of all of the the material that Universal had released in terms of this this announcement alongside with the the plans during the task force meeting. So just to go over it for people who are tuning in right now or they tuned in during the middle of us middle of this uh, universal right now the plan that they did propose to the task force it includes the projected opening date of june 1st for universal orlando reopening that will be for team members on the first and second followed by invited guests and possibly pass holders on june 3rd and 4th and then the public opening will be happening on june 5th so June 5th is when anyone can come in as long as they are not closed to to capacity or or anything. So uh, the other part of this was at first uh, it was expected that Disney and SeaWorld were also going to to reveal their plans for reopening during this task force meeting. But ultimately, they decided not to go ahead and do that. They They announced that yesterday. But now that we've seen how universal is responding to it. It's very interesting in terms of seeing yeah. how, how Disney in particular will, will be, will be going about this. Well, it's different. It's interesting too, because if you think about how the parks are placed at universal too, you know, side by side and you can walk from one to the other and you can't, it's not like you can get on a car, drive up and whatever. So once you're kind of in through city walk, you're in this like environment where Supposedly, everyone has gone through all these temperature checks and all of these things. And, you know, so it's it's as if I think about it, Universal as being this like one enclosed unit, whereas like at Disney, they can't you know, they have the individual park. It's going to have to go on like a park to park basis. Maybe I don't know. Like they've got a little bit or I say Universal. No, I said Disney. Disney has the you know, I think they're going to. I think being spread out is a, is another challenge that you have to kind of start to figure out what you do, you know. Yeah. So uh, I've seen a lot of questions about the resorts in in our chat for this and right now that that was not mentioned during the task force meeting. So uh we're going to be talking about this continuously as as we find out that, you know, once once Mayor Jerry Demings approves of this plan if he does approve you know we maybe there will be more information after that once governor ron DeSantis approves maybe there'll be more information so as extra information comes in we'll be able to but right now all we have to work with is what was revealed during the task force meeting as well as the the 
the the slides that they they made available but beyond that they did not mention anything specific to the hotels during the task force meeting so as well as they did not say anything in regards to the actual uh, physical capacity of what the parks will will allow so there there is a lot of question marks in it but at the same time i feel like they they provided a well thought out proposed plan in all mm-hmm. of this and and even though I didn't go to City Walk on its reopening day, uh, we've we've been over this before on our show and such. We didn't we didn't go on opening day, and you're still leery on going to City Walk. You will at some point. Uh, I definitely am. I have it in my plans in the near future here, as soon as I'm ready for donuts, as I've said over and over again. Mm-hmm. But this is something that I feel like. I feel like seeing how City Walk has played out, how respectful the guests have been, how great the team members have been encouraging the best practices with social distancing, using the face mask and such. I, I feel confident that I'll probably be there the first day that I can be, whether it's whether it's June 3rd or the 4th with one of those invited openings or whether it's with the public on June 5th. I feel I feel pretty confident about the steps that they're taking. It's as, as long as they're being enforced. I, I feel I feel confident. So because CityWalk seemed to to handle it so much better than than a lot mm-hmm. of the photos that were coming out with the opening of Disney Springs yesterday. Granted, that may be because Disney Springs is a far bigger place, and there was a lot more people who showed up to that. So uh, with mm-hmm. with increased crowds, you're going to see more people and when you have more people there's going to be more people being shown to break the rules but i i i feel i feel pretty confident by what universal put out there it seems like a a solid plan for right now but how do you feel um yeah i think their their plan of attack for now is is what i what i'm happy with is is I, I'm happy about the masks. I'm happy about hearing about how many more like hand washing stations and hand sanitizing stations there is and about how much clear signage there is. So it's universal very clearly saying, listen, we get it. Guests come to this park and even though we have these rules and there were already social guidelines in place before there was a, you know, a pandemic that nobody observed because if any of you have ever been to a theme park, you know how much in your space people can get and be so – oblivious to it so universal it seems to me judging by this plan is very aware of knowing like hey we know a theme park is a place where people violate your space and we are going to lay down basically anywhere your eye can go you're gonna you're gonna see how to actually give people space in life you know And, and so that does that does make me feel better um i agree with you i do think that i feel like from what i've seen from city walk so far has been so far handled well Um, you know, and so that makes me feel better. I I think it's just for me, I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. This is also two weeks away. So I, I'm not ready because I feel like I haven't seen enough data coming from the opening of like city walk or Disney Springs yet. And will not see that by the beginning of June, because it it makes me nervous about, well, I want to see the effects Did was there, do they find out there was like, a spike in cases because of what we were doing. And I, I think we don't have enough widespread testing yet. That makes, and that, that is a big factor in how I am trying to go about interacting like back into society and whatnot. So I'm basically still in that quarantine zone, but I think that they have done a good job of setting up what can feel like a safe space. Yeah. I, I, 
you know, it's it ultimately comes down to every person is going to have their own level of comfort. And some yeah. people aren't ready to get back. Other people, other people are ready to get back. And as as the days go on, I feel I feel like I'm getting more and more comfortable with it. And ultimately, at the end of the day, as we've said, along with this entire process, if you're not comfortable with with what Universal's doing or Disney once they announce their plans and eventually reopen. If you're not comfortable with it, uh, it's it isn't a requirement to go to the theme parks. We all right. want to go, and we all know when we're going to feel best. But uh, the 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 plan is clear. It's we're going to need the face masks. We're going to have to go through the temperature check uh, on a day like today where it's getting into the mid to upper 90s i i have an i can imagine how many people will getting be getting very close to that temperature check just from walking outside for a short amount of oh time goodness, and yeah. getting overheated especially while wearing a mask but it's it's the rules that we're going to have to follow and then i i i think I think there will be some people that end up breaking social distancing rules once we're we're actually in the parks and lines for mm-hmm. attractions and such. But my my hope is that everyone respects each other enough to know that that it's there's going to be more people following the rules rather than breaking the rules. Well, and I think I think a big part of that too um, is it, w- what actually makes me feel a little more comfortable. I I know this might seem crazy but the the fact that the hotels are closed is that they can keep it kind of locked down to just who's coming in and out that day and it's not like somebody could be just there the whole time kind of harboring an illness or something like that and i think that's 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 a part of it for me the mask definitely a big part and and if you are somebody who's worried about wearing a mask when it's hot outside i was wearing mine yesterday and um i actually noticed like it it, when it has been getting like like Craig just said like 97 degrees and it's super sunny outside, it is one of those things where I'm like, well, my face isn't getting sunburned, so I'm actually feeling a little less hot. Like, yeah, it's weird because there's a piece of cloth over my face and I have to talk to you, and I do feel like I'm covering my mouth while I'm trying to talk to somebody, you know, which is which is a weird thing to wrap your head around. But I'm actually, I, I was like, oh, you know what? This this actually makes my nose and my cheek area feel a lot better than it did before. So. I, I don't know. Also, a lot of people live in a lot hotter countries that wear a lot more clothes than we do in the United States of America. When it's hot, the temperatures are a lot more hot, and they seem to be, do okay when they're here visiting. So I'm hopeful that we can all figure out a way that we can be comfortable during this time. I mean, it's the summertime. It's uncomfortable no matter what we do. Am I right? Yeah. So uh, one big part of it, I don't know if you heard it while the presentation was going on. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're going to talk about. I'm very excited. It, yeah. And that is that they did specifically mention how busy things get with Halloween Horror Nights and alluded to Halloween Horror Nights. So uh, yeah. that's been a big question in all of this leading up to when we were expecting a reopening and what what it would look like, what the plans were. Uh, one of the big questions hanging in the air is what can happen with Halloween Horror Nights? Can can they actually run this event? What what will it look like when when they they actually do the event? And uh, in terms of what it looks like once it is open, if it's going, you know, if it's going to be more based around scare zones out in the open and such rather than enclosed queues, we don't we don't know that information yet. But it it really it seems like they are still all set to completely move forward with their uh, with their reopening of or with their. Uh, with the Halloween Horror Nights plans as part of the yeah. entire reopening. And it seems like they really want want to do that. I know that 
passing passing sentence well, on he, it. He but... said something about. I think he said something about it would it was going to be less capacity or side. Did I make that up? I thought he said something about he did say something about Halloween Horror Nights, basically alluding to the idea that it was still happening, but saying like it might be a less full event or something like that or like meaning like capacity or something. I don't I don't I thought he alluded to something like that, but we talked about it before. I, listen, Halloween Horror Nights, it actually sounds with less people there. It sounds a lot scarier because if they're spacing out cues that you would go through a haunted house with, like there's something that was actually used to be comforting about somebody like behind me and somebody in front of me because it's like a line of people. But when you're just a small group of whoever you came with and you're going to go into there and you're not going to see anybody else. And even if the actors aren't coming as close, I actually find that scarier. So I'm a little, I'm a little like, I, I I'm still, I need Halloween. We all need Halloween this year. So let's make Halloween happen and just follow these rules as best we can. It, uh, I completely agree with that too. So uh, we, I think we're pretty much wrapped up here in terms of the information, but I know people are still coming in uh, as this was a live stream that we did here, as you could see from the earlier glitch uh, before. So we are going to go over the information one last time for everyone to have. And not the full plans that we went over, but the basic information. And just this one more time, Universal Orlando did submit their reopening plans today to that Orange County Economic Recovery Task Force uh, with a projected reopening date of June 1st. And that will be June 1st reopening for team members only, as well as June 2nd. On June 3rd and 4th, they will be reopening for invited guests and possibly uh, annual pass holders. And then the public opening will be June 5th. You will need to go through the mandatory temperature check like you already need to now to get into Universal City Walk. If you have a temperature of 100.4 or above, you will not be allowed in. Masks will be required. Face coverings will be required. And if you do not have have your own, you will be given one free disposable uh, safety mask that you can wear for for your time at CityWalk and in the park. So uh, with the, the rides and such, Universal is going to be using virtual queues on attractions that they, they deem necessary for it. Uh, as I believe Rhino said, the wording in there was for the... Uh, the not the biggest attractions but the most popular yeah essentially the most popular attractions and if you are unfamiliar with virtual queues it is essentially uh your your virtual it's your time to come back and and wait with (laughs) sorry Sorry. highly attended that's what they said highly attended thank you and i tried to get way too complicated with virtual queue there it's essentially uh it's essentially Universal's. Not Universal has Express as a form of of Fast Pass, but Virtual Queue is a way to reserve a a time slot to come back and experience the attraction with minimal to no wait. Obviously, with there too. So uh, there's always there's always a wait, even though it's supposed to be very minimal or nothing. But there's a wait in there, and with the queues themselves, there's going to be actual distancing once you're in the queues. As we went over just a little bit earlier there, you can always go back if you missed out on that. Uh, Post-show meet and greets being eliminated, playgrounds being eliminated for right now, water elements in the attractions like water mist will be shut off for the time being, hand sanitizer will be everywhere, uh, including the entrance and exits to the attractions, shops, restaurants, uh, anywhere you, you would actually need it, so... 
Uh, valet parking is still off. That should have been something I mentioned at the beginning on your arrival to City Walk. Uh, restaurant menus are going to be single use only and, and properly disposed of after uh, you can use mobile ordering. They are making sure that mobile order is being set up for venues that can accommodate it. Uh, and then touchless payments are being actively encouraged, but you can use cash if you have to, but you are supposed to use touchless payment if possible, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's through, your, the app, the Universal Orlando app, the APP, as Rhino likes to refer to it, and yeah, the APP, <laughs> the APP uh, Google Play, uh, any, any yeah. Apple Pay, any of those. So, uh, Rhino, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up here? Um, just that I'm hoping that those glasses they release don't sell out before I get back there. <laughs> Yeah, we hopefully we'll talk about those uh, on our Universal show this week. So that's a great time to to plug this last couple of stuff. Uh, this is not an official Universal Edition show. It is. It basically is, but at the same time, it isn't. Uh, we we release our Universal Edition podcast every single Sunday, and that's where we go into the nitty gritty of planning a trip to Universal, talking about Universal news as well as uh, just just we share our love of the parks uh, we have that mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. every single every single sunday available for you whether it's on youtube here or or if it's through any podcasting app that that you enjoy and use the most so uh, and of course if you want more than just universal news you can also subscribe to our youtube channel here youtube.com slash disunplugged and you will get notified or you will then be subscribed so you can get all of our videos, whether it's Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, all of the things that we discuss. Disney Vacation Club, I mean, primarily Disney, but we're all over the place right now. So chances are there's something that, that you like in there. And and when you, you are watching our videos, if you can make sure to hit the bell button next to where you subscribe to, then you can get notified when we have new videos on top of mm. that, too. So. I believe that's that's it though. So Rhino, thank you so much for for in uh for doing this with me. Well, yeah, thank you for including me. Sorry, I got distracted here because someone right at the end here said <laughs> like, APP is abbreviation for advanced practice provider too. I don't know what that means. But I don't know. Well, that, <laughs> well, the the thing was, is it's all capitalized. It says Google Wallet and Mobile Wallet in APP, all capitalized. Why wouldn't it just say app? I don't know. I don't. Is app always capitalized? I don't know. And now you've got me thinking. Too, now so. I, yeah, now I got to hold on. I'm going to type it in like I'm texting it and we're going to find out here really quick at the end. I, I'm going to text you. I have a new app idea. Nope, it is not capitalized. It is correctly spelled when it's all lowercase. So, hmm. hmm. <laughs> well, none, you know what? We are showing our expertise right here. I'll tell you that. But, I mean, I guess not necessarily expertise with universal, but expertise with the internet. English language. Oh, okay. <laughs> with a technology? I'm not quite sure. I mean, we're definitely messing messing something up with it. But I'm, I'm surprised we even got through this because I feel like i feel so frazzled so uh this was it was not a surprise that this news was coming today but it was a surprise on how much was actually going to be how extensive and uh what's that i said how extensive it was yeah how extensive and then i rushed 
alongside with Jackie's help to get our our article and information up and then knew that we had to do this too and I just I I'm not even sure I understand anything I just said. I hope I did. <laughs> well, I was just touching my face and I feel stupid about it, but I've washed my hands so much that the skin is cracking everywhere. Excellent. So, so <laughs> that's it for uh this this informational video. Of course, again, subscribe if you enjoyed it. Leave us comments down below. Hit that thumbs up, please. Everyone who's watching this live right now, hit that thumbs up button if you enjoyed this video. Heck, hit it even if you didn't enjoy that video. Just say <laughs> Just say we appreciate you guys for stumbling through this and embarrassing you get, you get one yourselves. Of these. Yeah, give, give us a thumbs up there with it. And uh, yeah, we'll be updating you with information as it continues to come out along the way here. So thank you so much, everyone out there. Again, we appreciate it. We'll see you again real soon with another video. Take care, and hopefully we'll see you in the parks in the future. Bye.